0: Hey everybody, thanks for coming to another episode of Adventures in Angular. I'm Aaron Frost, the host, and we have on our panel today, the wonderful Jennifer Wadella. How's it going? We have also Jose Ins. Hey everybody. We have Brian Love. Hi there. And back from extended leave, we have the beloved Alyssa. Alyssa. Hello.
1: Hello. Good to be back, hey.
0: How was your time off?
1: It was marvelous. Got to uh, spend it just hanging out with my newborn, and uh, awesome. I'm ready to get back to work. We already have, I think, I already have his passport. He's not even three months yet, and uh, we're ready no to way. go on, I think, eight trips before the year's end. Three of them are international, so it'll be fun. we will be fun. You're such like mom goals for all the women in chat. <laughs> That's
2: awesome. <laughs> yeah. mm,
1: but it is so good to be back, and I'm excited about today's podcast. How many international flights with the baby? Oh, well, three so far, but more probably. To just, Will
3: you let me know which flights you're going to be on so I can make sure not to schedule myself on this? <laughs> we'll just, put you right in front.
1: He's a peaceful baby. What can, as wrong. long as I can
3: hug him, uh-huh.
0: as long as I can hug him like a lot, I'll come on the flights with you. <laughs> just six hours yeah. of snuggling. No, dude, a kid, uh, when I snuggle a kid, a kid's just like, all right, I'll go to sleep. This so is
1: I'm, I'm actually, like a water I'm, bottle. I'm, I'm yeah. MCing for um, Angular Connect in London. and they yes, were you like, are. Hey, we want to help you. Um, we know you're, you know, new mom breastfeeding. And they're like, can we pay for someone else to come out with you? And so they're paying for my sister to come out with me and uh-huh. help me with the baby while I'm MCing. And so my sister's actually awesome. putting together goodie bags that says, like, we're so sorry if he's not as like cute to uh, to you guys as he is to us, uh, hits his first international flight. And it's like, you know, things like Tylenol or earplugs or candy for the people around us. So she's a, she's a thinker.
3: Definitely, <laughs> definitely a good idea so that somebody has something to chew while they hate every bone in their body. But be like no. this. This is the most delicious piece of hatred <laughs> I've ever consumed. It's not that bad. Especially if he's a chill baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We'll
1: see. We'll see. I'll I'll let you guys know how it goes.
3: (laughs) The only person in this room giving you reality, Alyssa, is me. I'm just, I'm the only person giving it to you straight up. (laughs) Aaron, BS. Full on, 100% BS. It's hip deep.
4: No, what I'm, 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 I'm going to call Bulba. Like newborns, they're like they're either tired or they're hungry, and they cry for that reason. Like and newborns can be like somewhat pacified. You odd, argue with like a pissed off toddler, and you're going to have somebody scraping at your seats for six hours because they can. Like toddlers <laughs> way worse than newborns.
3: I don't know. I think that they have a tough time competing with vegans. Dubor, toddlers and vegans, the two the two of them, like they will argue the most by far, right? It's a toss Dude, up. which one's gonna argue the most?
0: I was on a plane with a, like a 14 year old kid who kept spinning his fidget spinner and dropping it on the floor. And he, he had to bend over like once every 60 seconds to pick it up on the floor. I, I almost just pick it up and take it? How much could I buy the Fidget spinner from you for? <laughs> you want 20 bucks for your Fidget Spitter? <laughs> anyway. anyway okay. um, that
1: was, sorry, that was a really long welcome that back. That was in. a long time. Yeah.
0: Sorry. All right. And then as our guest, we've got the amazing, all of us know you, we love you. We have Leonardo Zazama here to
5: talk about Perfume Leo. Can you introduce yourself? I know most of the listeners know you. Go ahead and introduce well, yourself. Thank you all for inviting me. As already said, I'm Leonardo Zizamia. At the moment, I'm here in San Francisco. And uh, recently I joined Coinbase, where I am the web tech lead, uh, highly focusing on public pages, growth, internationalization, and localization. And uh, I've been also focusing uh, here in San Francisco to the local uh, Angular community, where with Minko and some other amazing folks, we run the uh, Angular SF Meetup. And recently I'm also, I started this new adventure of organizing the biggest international, the first international Angular uh, conference in Rome, which has been, exhausting, but it's a fun adventure. Uh, It's going to be in October and uh, just pray for me.
6: (laughs) This episode is sponsored by Sentry.io. Recently, I came across a great tool for tracking and monitoring problems in my apps. Then I asked them if they wanted to sponsor the show and allow me to share my experience with you. Sentry provides a terrific interface for keeping track of what's going on with my app. It also tracks releases so I can tell if what I deployed makes things better or worse. They give you full stack traces and as much information as possible about the situation when the error occurred to help you track down the errors.
4: Okay, so you were you recently started at Coinbase. I have a question. Yes. How, how many Crypto Kitties do you own?
5: <laughs> oh man, uh, zero. What? Really? Because I'm not into kitty. Well, I say this: there's two types
0: of people you can trust. <laughs> Good people and people who like cats. <laughs> and no, no, there's two types of people in this world, good people and people who like cats, so I think I'm with you, Leo. Yeah, well, you're my kind of person. with Leo too. Yeah. <laughs>
5: <laughs> the beautiful thing about CryptoKitties is an amazing way to understand better how uh, Ethereum and uh, other type of like smart contract works. And it's just a fun way to understand better what cryptocurrency a blockchain is, even for young people. You just show them some kitty, you, you tell them that you can collect them, that each one is unique for specific reason. You can go very deep, talk about crypto, like cryptography, other stuff, but it's a very nice way to start off. And you can start collect like Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't go too deep. Don't give us the real
0: education. No. We want, no. just talk to us about the cats, the avatars, <laughs> the money well, avatars.
5: Fun story is, I don't remember exactly the price, but some of those kitty they were sold or traded for a huge amount of money. We talk about, maybe I think the most expensive one was $100,000. Oh maybe. my what?
1: goodness.
4: Are, no like, way. are these like stickers or plush toys or what? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't know about CryptoKitties? No. So they were like, what, like, um, built on the Ethereum platform, was that two years ago? It, that's that's why I have a Coinbase account, was so I could manage my Ethereum for CryptoKitties. <laughs> but so they're like <laughs> these digitally unique cats you can purchase. And then the cool thing about it is understanding how to make transactions in Ethereum and what that actually mining process kind of looks like. Uh, okay. um, and, and, they're
0: cute. and I can exchange the cat. I can yeah. exchange
4: the
1: cat for money.
4: And you can breed I, cats, and like they were cats, and they're all genetically unique. Anyway,
1: I am so looking this up. Thank you. That was like, I'm learning
4: Good, so much doing already. This now. Yeah, I was like yeah. super like, stoned on cough syrup, like working on an unrelated conference talk, and just mm-hmm. built like a website about my crypto kitties for that talk.
0: So, for the record, I said your last name the same way you said it, Leo. Oh, Jesus. yeah, that, it was the same. Officially, you nailed
5: it.
1: You
0: nailed 100%. it. 100%. Except for yeah. he had
1: like a thousand percent more coolness. In his voice when he said it, but like, yeah, that's
0: like that's like the third time I've introduced him in my life, and every time I said it wrong, I just realized how wrong I said it was right now.
5: That's fine. Uh you, you still have other 10 credits.
0: Yeah, okay. M- pronunciating other people's names is not one of them. I got love down, Brian Love, I got it. Boom, easy. easy. <laughs> I can't say I can't say Alyssa's. I say Jennifer, I call her Jen half the time. <laughs>
4: Jose,
0: like literally, I'm like 50-50 on just this panel. I'm bad with names.
5: <laughs> well, you main... got Joe's down, I hope. <laughs> I got Jose Imps, got it. <laughs>
2: about
5: names is, um, I usually don't correct anyone that I don't interact every day. But as soon as I start interacting with someone every day for work, I'm just like correct them all the time. Till the point that actually my friends start correcting for me.
1: That yeah. is so like, funny. I have a good hard good. time with that because like if you see them more often, then it's like more for me embarrassing to like correct them. So then I'm just like, I'll be whatever you're saying. That's fine because I don't.
5: <laughs> and that was my thought for the <laughs> first, uh, so I've been in San Francisco for over seven years now. And for the first three, four years, I was like, yeah, whatever. Just call me whatever you want. And now I'm like, nope. <laughs> <Yeah>. You <laughs> got so, <laughs> it. You can, you can screw up on my last name as much as you want, but my name is the only thing that in the office, only office, I make sure that they stay right. Instead of say Leo, just say Leo. Leo.
1: Mm, I like really
5: Better. Yeah. All right. Okay. Leo. And, uh, and it's fun because in the office when there are meetings and there is someone that maybe is from a different team, so we don't work together very often. She or E maybe screw up my name and my co they're like, oh, no, 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 no.
1: That's Lea. perfect. That's if nice. you can get other people to do it for you, that's Lea. perfect.
5: Just like it. a the side. Like. You have like a
0: crew of people. you kind of like on the payroll. Hey, five bucks every time. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer just threatens to break your knees.
3: So yours is way more it's basically the same approach. No, yeah. well, hers her approach is the same.
1: Oh right? no, I think Just, no one, one is giving you a carrot, one is giving you a stick. They're yeah, not, they're, oh, it's essentially yeah. the same. Well, thing, maybe like right? steel it's toe boots instead
4: of a stick, but
1: yeah.
5: Yeah, yeah maybe, <laughs> I'm having like a great time. I think what is happening in San Francisco, people are it changed quite a lot in the last five seven years. Where the, I think that there is more infusion of different culture than ever. Because there are so many open positions that we literally can't afford to just run all the companies with the people that we have here. So we just like import literally people from different cities, different states, different countries, different continent. So I see that now you just like everyone try to get to the same kind of like love or like, okay, let's collaborate more together. And let's just try to have a positive energy. And I like it. The city is not perfect. It's not perfect, but on a co-working level, I see a lot of good things happening.
1: So awesome. how is Perfume related to Coinbase, or is it not at all related to? Oh,
5: yeah, it's super related. We, we do use it every day on uh, our, some of, most of our main products. So Perfume is inside. So Coinbase overall, there is Coinbase, the, the main application, coinbase.com, and you have Coinbase Pro, and Coinbase Commerce, Coinbase Custody, and uh, some other stuff. But we, at the moment, use Perfume in the main app in, in Coinbase, coinbase.com, and Coinbase Pro, and Coinbase Commerce. So Perfume is in production for millions and millions of users uh, using it every day, where we just trying to figure out if the performance that we collect on our machine actually are the same in the, in, everywhere in the world. I think the best bubble perfume is when you have a company that it's international. It's something that you wanna make sure that you wanna not only see if your application is great on your laptop and on your Chrome and whatever is your best machine device, but also you wanna just figure out if Latin America, Africa, Asia, my old town in Italy, that there is not much internet anywhere. Just figure out what's the truth Behind the real performance in the world, and perfume is been uh, really good to create at least have a better auditing, a better auditing, especially for the OKRs, for understand our priority, for understand uh, uh, are we just lying lie to each other, or we are actually committing to not only improve the performance, to have a better product, but also keep the performance. Mm-hmm. So because performance. And that's what we can talk about later. Performance, I believe, is not only something that you should focus one quarter and after forget it. It's a little bit less security. You're always going to do some work to make sure that your website is secure. And uh, you, should, you should feel about that for performance too. It should be a continuous job to keep the performance at a high level. I know something that you do once or twice per year. And Perfume is definitely going to, we can talk more about it later, but it's one of the many tools that you can use to have more clarity and understanding on this.
4: So can you tell us a bit more about um, what Perfume does, like what metrics it tracks, how you use it on a daily basis?
5: So Perfume is literally just a very small library uh, written on top of the existing uh, web API, the web performance API.
4: Okay, can I pause Um, you there? Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about what this web API is for people who maybe have no familiarity with it?
5: What happened is in the last four or five years, uh, the Chrome team and some other companies, they've been working on standardized uh, what are these performance API and making sure that we have some native way to just like measure exactly how much time you take to do anything on the web. To go, to go a little bit more specific, when you calculate times. So, you need more a precision uh, way to measure it. You're not measuring only about a uh, millisecond, but you're trying to get that extra zero, the extra zero so you can really go uh, in an accurate way. That window dot performance, it's where you start. It's the first object which there is a different, different perspective where you can do performance.now, which is a little bit like a date but better. It's a way more accurate way to measure time. And also there are some extra things like performance.mark, which uh, people is very famous for what, uh, for example, the React tools they do. Like if you use a React app, you probably will see on the DevTools how much time every component takes to uh, render. Well, that cute little thing on the DevTools, it's it's actually is a mark. It's a user timing uh, metric. And all of those, they are just on top of this uh, web API, which Perfume tried to, to, to use them. And other API, that we, that are, this, is, this is the beginning. There is performance.now, performance.mark, and also we have uh, something very new. We have something very new that is actually the most interesting part, that is the performance observer. So recently we've been using something like intersection observer. All these things are a way to collect information from the browser in a a async manner. And the performance observer is just a way to, it's just like the, the gateway where you can connect with the browser and tell the browser, I want to observe X, Y, Z. And when they are ready, please give them back to me. So what is happening now, there is some, a bunch of drafting and experimentation happening in the browser. Uh, Chrome, the Chrome team, of course, is leading this. And at the moment, we, uh, it's highly focused to one in particular, that is the painting time. And the painting time is divided by two metrics, first paint and the first contentful paint. Eventually, we're going to also, also have a first input delay. Which at the mm-hmm. moment is supported by a polyfill, and eventually it's gonna be supported by the performance observer. So to just make it short, the performance observer at the moment is still an experiment or is still an API under experimentation, uh, but eventually it's gonna become more and more a big deal because that is gonna be a good place where, in an async manner, we can collect data without stressing out our web application. Because to close this, this part, what happened in the past, every time we were measuring performance like eight, seven years ago, you, you were uh, uh, blocking the thread. You were mm-hmm. blocking the thread and was causing the application to slow down because you were doing some calculation. In this new version of API, they are trying to rethink what went wrong. How can we do this thing better? we don't talk anymore about document outload. We don't talk anymore by things we used to believe were the truth back in the day. But back in the day, you used to exist like single page app. There wasn't a server-side rendering. A bunch of stuff were not fought for that kind of API. So these are the API that they are fought for what is the web today. We're still under experiment, but there are some already some interesting win that we can talk more about it. So,
0: uh you talked about a couple of the paint like yeah the important, paint, important yeah first, the, the yeah, first content. first
5: paint and yeah, the man. first contentful paint
0: so when a page starts to load it's just a white page for a second right for a while you know yeah and then eventually we get two different types of paints I'm, and i just kind of want to say this because there's listeners who don't know we get kind of this First vomit paint of like some things it's not <laughs> nothing it's not nothing but like something's happening like i, I at least I, I haven't 404 forward, but something's happening, and then you get this this other paint like this this one where it's like all right, now I have things i can I can interact with right, and so perfume helps me get better at that or, or kind of help explain it at that at a different level. What is Perfume helping me do? Like understand. So
5: Perfume is helping you to not worrying about what the the web standard, there is a difference between implementation and web standards. The web standard said we should handle this, this and these cases, but the implementation probably doesn't handle all of them or didn't discover some problems that actually related. So Perfume, I'm pretty much like following the web standards using the implementation and covering some of the bugs that the implementation didn't thought about it yet. The first paint, is, uh, as you mentioned, is just like the first thing that really happened. Like it can be the, ba- the change of the background color and this is the first paint. The first Contable paint is just like anything that is content, text, images, image, FB, yeah. canvas, yep. sometimes it's the same time, other times can be just slightly different.
1: Okay. okay. So I've played with paints with like building out things optimally in like CSS. So anything that you're building like with pseudo elements or you're like trying to like do something really cool in the browser, but like it's not actually elements, does that count as like, would that all be underneath the first paint?
5: If it's a canvas or an SVG, it counts. Okay. And the thing is, um, first paint, the first countable paint, in the end, to make it simple, I always say focus only on the first countable paint.
4: Okay, so these metrics are, are measured in milliseconds, correct? Uh,
5: more than,
2: milliseconds. You, more than measured,
5: milliseconds. you got measured in a unique in a unique date time, which okay. I forgot the name. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's more accurate than millisecond.
4: Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so um, can you like frame for our listeners what an appropriate window they should be shooting for in these metrics are? Like at one point, should they start to be concerned about the performance detected by perfume?
5: The best thing is uh, the first content will paint usually on your on your laptop if you are just showing like a simple website with net, like I don't know like a blog it may be gonna be like around three hundred milliseconds and that's a good time. But what that's usually,
2: basically just due to network lat- latency, right? Until you get that first, yeah, right. That's the three hundred seconds that we're waiting, right? Yeah. Everything that is under a second,
5: that's good. But the truth is. There are two different types of metrics. So we know that so perfume to just kind of like do a step back, all these metrics are focusing on the on the field, on the real user. The reason we have, we need these API is because we are collecting the information between all the users in the world. When instead yep. Lighthouse, DevTools, tools, web, web page tags just local and just focusing on your machine. And maybe they try to emulate some sort of like slow down, like let's slow mm-hmm. down the network to a 3G network, let's slow down the CPU to a low level device. And it's interesting that usually Lighthouse, if you have like less than 1.5 second on 3G, it's a, at the moment, is a good first paint. And anything that is lower than 4.5, 5, seconds, is a good time to interactive, which is a different metrics. that if we think that, if we make it, there are many metrics at the moment, over seven, eight different types. But if we wanna just make it very simple, you always have to remember two. First Contable Paint is the first thing you see in the page. A time to interactive is the last thing you see in the page where actually you can use the website. First Contable Paint on a 3G should be less than 1.5 second on a 3G. And on a 3G for time interactive should be less than five seconds. If you have these two, you are good. You're like the top 10% in the
2: the best website in the world. And you should go take a break. But tell us a little bit more about how that... So you're collecting data from real users all around the world. Yeah. And I assume you're collecting this data you know, using these client-side APIs. And then where are you sending that data to? Are we using something like Google Analytics? Or what kind of tools are we doing?
5: That's for freedom. Perfume, it's, not a, it's an open-source software that is just trying to help the, the gap between the, in the, the not fully shaped implementation that the browser doesn't have yet. And yep. eventually Perfume is gonna disappear. Eventually the, the Chrome mm-hmm. API is gonna be so good that you don't need the Perfume anymore. But it was, it's probably gonna still take a couple of years till we get to that golden point. Time to Interactive, they tried two years ago, actually a year ago to uh, measure it in the field, but it was too complex and was actually slowing down your browser when you were doing that. So at the moment, there are only two metrics we measure in the field. When I say the field, is for every device that the user is using around the world. And there are first contemplate paint, and first simple delay. So now I have to actually do a break because I have to change room. <laughs> One minute. You
2: only got the room booked for a half hour? Got to go to another? Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Let's see. Now we get to see all the secrets inside of Coinbase. Did we have to sign NDAs for this? Nah.
1: <laughs>
4: Can you hook me up with more Crypto Kitties?
1: <laughs> and tell us about what you're drinking, good sir.
2: We <laughs> like coffee all the time. Mm, mm. This is not beer. This is tea. I think I think on the last episode, Frosty was like, Are you drinking beer?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah, the solo cup does kind of... It's work. like
0: the solo cup with the... Brian's drinking Frosty. beer. <laughs> Brian's drinking beer.
1: <laughs> Wait, don't be ashamed. We understand you have a distillery... Oh. In your day.
2: <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. It's Colorado, you know? Yeah. It's a good thing Brian's I, if I wasn't there. high right now,
0: you know, then...
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> then you would have got some soda or some water, but... Yeah, uh, you know. yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> but, you know, one or the so,
0: other. I think I just got a good handle on what PerfumeJS is.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> this far into the show, you're welcome. I represent the users who are honest about how slow they are, just so everyone knows. Slow. Uh, yes, that's, that's I represent So, JS it is a wrapper around yeah. this uh, API called the Web Performance API then. Mm-hmm. And, because uh, people like Leo are, are smart enough to care about the Web Performance API. People like me aren't. So, Leo, and, and I'm not smart enough to like, oh, in Firefox, it's, 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 it's a way and in Chrome, it's another way and in and, and, and other places, it's other ways. So it sounds like Leo is um, bridging those gaps for us with Perfume and getting us, we only have to learn the Perfume API right. rather than all the web performance APIs that are continually evolving in different, in different browsers. So I just learned what, what I, I just kind of grokked from what he's saying, that's what Perfume is. And so yep. it sounds like it's an easier way to get into web performance monitoring for your app.
2: Am I right wrong? F- real, it's real user monitoring. It's not local, you know, start up my server, test it on my laptop and emulate, you know, <laughs> slow 3G. It's like, what is somebody in the middle of France? What are they getting for performance, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: So how do users begin to integrate this or, or use this tool? Is this something they can build into their CI um, processes or what?
5: So let's go, Let's going back to, uh, there was a question about, where we actually bring this data on. I mean, we collect collecting data, yeah. we're bringing them. Yeah. So there's flexibility. Uh, to just make it like damn simple, I give the option to everyone to, to actually um, upload them to Google Analytics. You can see on a GitHub page, that's how you do it. But truth is, Google Analytics is not good enough to actually collect this information. You can do it, but it's very kind of like beginner and it's nice to have, but it's not a true story. My belief is any tool that you have, that can be Datadog, amplitude, Mixpanel, you name it. Whatever is the best tool that your company at the moment is adopting, it's a good enough tool. The only thing you need is just use one of the Perfume API and just send every information that you're collecting, just send it there. And after, on your tool, you, will, you can use them as, as you want. You can create an histogram. You can uh, see only for a specific country where the, uh, this information goes. And at the moment, for example, at like Coinbase, it's very interesting because we can see, like, okay, the first contentful paint, Lighthouse is telling us that is for for example, for the public pages, is um, 1.2 second on a server-side rendering on a mm-hmm. 3G network. But on average, between all the users, we know that in the United States, the metric, the, the first countable pain is actually around uh, 1.8 seconds or 2 seconds. It's like, okay, hmm. that's still pretty good. But we discovered that in different countries like Italy, we go around 2.8 seconds. Or in hmm. Australia, it's 3.5. In uh, India, it's around 5 seconds. And Nigeria, it can even go to 7 seconds. Hmm. So, what happened is if a country is, if a company like Coinbase, like Airbnb, like uh, Uber, any company that cares about internationalization, you start figuring out, it's like, okay, what can I do to improve this metrics? What can I do to make sure that I have enough? AWS server or whatever you're using, Cloudflare, Cloudflare workers or Edge Lambda, or you name it, a different solution to make sure that the latency of your application mm-hmm. is lower in the country where you must care. For example, maybe your e-commerce, you're very famous in Romania and Brazil. So probably you want to make sure that your e-commerce works really fast also in these two countries. So this is very interesting to see. It's what I always say, Perfume, if Lighthouse is a unit test, Perfume is a functional test. Hmm. That means you are not only measuring the tiny changes, you're measuring the whole thing. The latency between the servers, the latency between the serialization of the API, how long takes the machine, everything. And That brings a conversation where Perfume is not only about like front-end engineer, it's about backend engineer, infrastructure, server reliability. And Mm. that's the, I I always say Perfume is not not the only thing that cares about performance. It's one of the tools, like Lighthouse, DevTools, uh, the uh, Chrome UX uh, research. And um, going to the other question that was about, uh, what was the other question?
2: Jennifer was asking about if you could integrate this into CI-CD.
5: Oh, yes. I don't think perfume is the best way to, uh, to do that. For the simple reason that I believe the best way at the moment under CI is the new Lighthouse plugin. hmm so Lighthouse has now has the beautiful, wonderful plugin that you can plug them to CircleCI or Travis, whatever is your CI tooling. And then as a unit test, you can start plugging things like, okay, the first countable pin should be at least this. The budget for the chunks, different JavaScript chunks should be this. You should not have any PNG or any images bigger than 100 kilobytes. You can create custom plugin, and I believe that that is going to be the best way we can do this lab test. And that's the big difference. There's a difference between what you do as a lab test as a CI, and a difference what you measuring um, in the field. And the two difference is because the lab test it's meant to stop quick regression, where instead of this uh, real user measurement it's more about understanding where you should prioritize your work and That's private, awesome. yeah
4: no i was about to say that like things are so much clearer for me that was a really good explanation
0: so can you give us some really cool like your favorite examples of because oh, yeah. you keep on being like hey the user in bulgaria or i'm like dude give me give, give us some juice give it give me something can, cool like, what happened
5: so in Australia, for example, it's very interesting how so every comp, every country, they kind of have the same. Like you have like uh, the desktop version is, I don't know, three seconds, and the mobile version is a little bit slower. So maybe it's four seconds. But the interesting thing is Australia, where on desktop, they have a similar speed of every Western country, similar speed of... Spain, U.S., you name it. Any kind of like Western country, they have a similar speed. But on mobile, they go way worse. They go worse, and that makes you think. Why in Australia is such a like, they have such like not good uh, mobile connection? Well, it's a very spread country. It's a place where maybe they have a good Wi-Fi, but they don't have a good like... uh, I mean, if you think about the Simpsons, they always make a joke between, between, like, from a town to another, there is a lot of space in Australia. And that maybe is a factor why quality of the internet in Australia for mobile is less than other countries. Like, where in Italy, there is no space for everything. Well, literally, like, from one town to another, there is, like, one house. But anyway, and that's one thing. Another thing happened, like, a few weeks ago. I was looking the metrics, and Brazil, it was really slow, kind of like for five seconds for first contentful pain, And eventually for five weeks, it got really good. For one, like it became like 1.8 seconds or two seconds. I was like, and I went to my, to, to other engineers in, uh, in my team and said, do we change anything? Like we just go better in Brazil without really changing the code. But we do still don't know about it. We think maybe cl- we use Cloudflare. So we think that maybe, Cloudflare did some optimization in Brazil, and they just like it got better. So that's also is very interesting. Some, because it's a functional test, it's not always related to you. It's maybe just like uh, the provider that you're using, they just have a better server in that, co- in, that, uh, in, that, in that country, and magically, your website has a better performance.
0: I want something more specific. You keep on giving me, these are, these are just more examples
5: of cool stuff. Tell me a cool thing that you did, though, bro. And that, I think, is a, one thing that I noticed is the human factor. We have different applications where I work on, and uh, we got, to, like, a good improvement. We went from, like, 8-second uh, first contentful paint back in 2018, and now we are on 1.8. So we did a drastic improvement. Drastic improvement based on lazy loading, better chunk, image optimization, you name it, all the famous one, we did all of them and we did a drastic improvement. But what happened was I changed team, and as soon as I changed team, people start prioritizing less performance. And I mean they, they prioritize other important things like a new feature and other things, but mm-hmm. prior oh, than the top thing. And you slowly see the performance kind of like going back up. <laughs> going back up. I mean, it's nothing bad. It went bad only for like 10%. But still, I think this is something very interesting where the human factor, it's something that we should remove out of the equation. We're still based in a company or in a, in, in teams where you really care about performance and for three, four months, they just go great. You go on vacation or you change team and things slowly start kind of like get worse. So like when you're on a team, the graph goes
0: down and that's like, Leo was here. And then it's like, oh, Leo changed teams up until the right. Leo
5: was here. But that's the thing. We can't can't live in a world like that. So we already decide that we're going to instrument better. We already decide that we're going to instrument better our CI by adding uh, Lighthouse plugins, like all these things Mm -hmm. that I mentioned before, just because bots are great. Bots, they gotta like keep everything in check, like as we uh-huh. check like for ES linting or the, some other stuff, we should also have bots checking for performance. Uh-huh. And that's because you have to remove the human factor out of the right. creation. And you need to create the classic performance culture. That's what we are working on right now in Coinbase. And we are trying to figure out yes, we love this. How can we make it at operational level? How oh. we create a framework of things that works well for us?
3: I thought the uh, key to performance improvement was to find all of your for each loops where you're iterating over four or five items and replace them with for loops, and that fixes everything, right? Isn't that the key to performance? Like one of the you just thousands. look, and you just decide if I make this code faster, then my website's now fast, right?
2: Yeah, it's crazy trying My, to measure actual Micro, 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 micro optimization. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> okay, so off that question, is there any real low-hanging fruit that you've seen um, that has been caught by for Perfume.js that people could go and start mm-hmm. making performance optimizations right away?
5: Well, the, the, best, the best low-hanging fruit that we kind of caught was um, what happened with, uh, with Perfume was because we can check day by day by day when something spikes, we were able to actually sometime check in that specific day what PR we merged the maybe cause a regression. And uh, it was interesting. We didn't check anything that went bad yet, but we checked things that went well. Uh, we saw like one day that we started going really down very quickly. And that was when we started like lazy loading our components and we start not our components, sorry, our route level components. And we start also doing preloading. Preloading and prefetching, it's so powerful. And if it's done right, so that means you only preload the route level and you only prefetch the things that you know that are like analytics or ads, things that are not important for the user in the immediate loading time, it creates so much value. Because think about this. Most of these hanging fruit are actually caused uh, from, like, the CDA, from the uh, SSL tree shaking. It's not tree shaking. What's called? End shaking. So every time you have to connect to a new domain, you need to create the certificate in a way that you can start downloading things from this new part. And every time you do that, you, you lost like, between 100 or 200 milliseconds. So if you start doing prefetching for all of for all of those, or you're doing pre uh, preloading for like your fonts, that's something that we notice that are long enough fruit or that are really worth to do it. But one thing that I definitely say is before you work on that, make sure you actually trichet correctly. I notice that sometimes people are focused to all very advanced stuff when the reality is web they have Webpack that doesn't really work. Or, thank God the Angular CLI actually does that for us. Thank God that Mm -hmm. actually, my first advice is always like, if you're not in a CLI, please get in a CLI because you don't realize how much you don't know about Webpack and how much the CLI does for you to just like taking care of this micro optimization, which turns your build in just the best you can imagine. But still, preloading, prefetching is something you have to do manually. And you have to understand it to do it correctly. And uh, stop having GIF on your web pages.
4: Never. What? Never,
5: never, never. <laughs> now, hey,
0: uh, listeners, we're going mean, to edit that part of the podcast. See, yeah, has got yeah, I mean, to be Yeah, sorry.
1: Clarify yourself there a little bit. Rotating banners and GIFs
0: must. <laughs> how, how
5: can you have a sharp website without it? So, what you could do instead of uh, GIF, you can have an SVG animation. Yeah. All uh,
4: right, I'm going to make a startup that just gets all Cardi B games and Yes. Game
5: animation.
3: Cardi B SVG. <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah. JS. Uh, Cardi B SVG JS.
3: Be sure and register yeah. that. Get on name. T- <laughs> okay. You better do it now.
4: <laughs> I got to do, <laughs> do it now. I'll, yeah. I'll post looking for open source contributors to this project by the end of the week. Oh, god.
5: It's what it's called, Okur SVG. <laughs> Okur
4: SVG, oh my god, that's amazing.
5: But that's the thing, Like we didn't realize that, um, and that I think happens when you have like, a startup that is growing really quickly, you start checking all these low-hanging fruit, and we discovered that we had this uh, beautiful gif that was just like 3 megabytes. <laughs>
0: uh, but it's so beautiful, it's 3 It's, all megs. All it's <laughs> 18 times the size of your website, but it's so beautiful.
1: Listen, listen. <laughs> Obviously, all of you have your priorities wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, get the gift. Give the gift. But yeah, I I is it be. a GIF of. I mean, like yeah sorry.
1: how how important yeah, is like, this
0: like, gift, bro?
2: Well,
5: I mean, <laughs> is it like a gift that has a Bitcoin miner? Like, why would you do this? <laughs> Well, let's just say let's just say that it's important. Uh get your priorities straight, of course. <laughs> and if you believe the gifts are more important, you should prioritize that.
0: <laughs> uh, for the record, he didn't say it wasn't a gift with the Bitcoin
2: miners. So I think <laughs> That's that, right. That's I
6: right.
2: think that it probably was, just so everyone knows. I could see management in a room. They're like, "Do we want to make more money, or do we want to keep the gift?" Oh
0: no, they're on. To me. Oh, yeah. what do we do? What do we do?
2: <laughs> At the moment, I think that
5: beautiful libraries like Lottis and uh, what Airbnb, Airbnb is doing by even just using After Effects to kind of like connect the SVG world with the CSS and kind of like blend it together. And, you know, for simple thing, you might just going to use CSS. For more complex thing, you can do uh, SVG animation. But still, Mm -hmm. there is so much potential that I think like people still don't quite understand it. And uh, thankfully, there are more talks and more libraries and more conversation about it, which is not even so hard. It's just like people don't know about it.
2: Right. So I have a question back to like the CI CD with Lighthouse. Do you guys block PRs if it affects like a Lighthouse score to a certain extent? Like, is that part of your process or? Yes.
5: So at the moment, we don't have Lighthouse CI on place. It's actually something that we're gonna work pretty soon. The only check that we do is the bundle size. So we divide it with, value, yeah. with in different chunks. usually for route level, we try to don't go over 80 kilobytes, uh, gzipped for every chunk that is route level. And for the bundled, for the main bundle, like the main vendor file, we just try to don't go over like 150 or 200 kilobyte GZip. I mean, they're still pretty high to be fair. Mm-hmm. But the point of like bundle sites, it's the point about performance budget, that is what the Chrome team is talking more and more. It's not that you have to be perfect now. It's all about don't, don't do regression. It's the same about unit tests, a functional test. So you're not trying to write unit tests mostly because you want a perfect product. You start writing unit test regression t- and functional tests because you're trying to avoid regression. And that's what you should start thinking about mm-hmm. performance. You, don't, you, don't should feel ba- you should not feel bad that your website is not perfect. You should just, like, first of all, take a line and say, okay, from now on, we don't try to go worse than this. And yeah, we slowly sense. keep moving the line till you feel comfortable with it. You feel comfortable with your customer. You feel comfortable with your user. And you feel comfortable with your sleep because you don't want to spend too many nights of, like waking up and like fixing your website. Joe, you,
0: you constantly have a line and you're constantly crossing it and you're constantly huh? trying to move the line by crossing it. True?
1: What is that supposed to mean?
3: <laughs> was
0: well, I just heard Leo talking. I was like, hey, that's uh, that Leo. Like Joe.
3: That's <laughs> Joe. Talk- Leo's talking about Joe. Is that true? Sorry, sorry, man. Your internet, you're breaking up. The internet's bad. <laughs> yeah. Nobody can hear you. Nobody can understand what you're saying. <laughs> but yet, means, Joe, we're... I'm going through a tunnel.
5: So one thing, one thing that uh, moving in this conversation more about the Angular community, one thing that uh, I'm try, I try to do for uh, the Angular was the same thing that people have for React now. So when you have the React web page, you can see like uh, how much time every component spends to actually be rendered. So with Perfume, there is a nice like, hook that you can uh, set as a decorator, and you can uh, uh, figure out how much time it takes for every component to do the after view in it. And that's uh, very interesting because so you can figure out if this comp- you can even measure like, if this component is taking longer time than usual to just like, render in the field. You can calculate in the field. You can calculate in your local host. Cool. And uh, one thing that I was going to work with Matthias eventually, when he has more time, Matthias from the Angular team, is actually connect the Angular CLI with Perfume and just have it as default. Uh, because at the moment, you should just like, you download Perfume, You do a small initialization that is like three, four lines. But eventually we want to figure out, can Perfume be part of the CLI? Can Perfume actually helping you for every Angular application to just have a default way to measure how expensive are your components? And when I say components, I mostly talk about route-level components. That's the most important. I mean, you don't measure a component that takes one millisecond to load. You're like, oh my God, it went from one millisecond to three milliseconds. No one cares.
0: We, we How can about, I get it back down to one? <laughs>
5: <Yeah>. <laughs> we talk about components that maybe take like 100 milliseconds that went yeah. from 100 to 150. We talk about components that maybe you are like, that takes the whole page to be loading. The next step is uh, trying to integrate even more perfume with Angular community. And any advice that you think perfume should do for the Angular community, I'm happy to hear it.
0: Now, you've been you've been helping the Angular community with, with performance measuring and stuff for Oh, ever since I met you, six years or <laughs> longer, maybe? So, yeah, you're awesome. Thanks for all the work that you do. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm looking at perfume right now, and I'm like, yeah, I actually have real use cases for this right now. So this is fantastic. This is like a serendipitous timing of the show. So any last things you want to say to the listeners about perfume, PerfumeJS? Or, um...
5: Well, the only thing that I think that matters is not about, like, perfume. It's about performance culture. I believe that it doesn't matter what tools you have you need to find a way to instrument in the way you prefer your company to have a performance culture. And uh, there are beautiful tools or way to do it. And the whole point is how can we care about performance like in security? You don't want your website to be kind of like unsecure. You should also focus to not get your website unperformed, especially because... We are getting to a world where Google is mostly indexing websites only for mobile. First for mobile. And we're getting to a world where we are, on, we are using internet more mobile than ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, progressive web apps is a thing. We, many places in the world, we, having like an iOS application or an Android application, it's too heavy. A uh, cheap phone, they can't download I don't know, 80 megabytes of the Facebook app. I don't mm-hmm. even know how many megabytes. I'm sure there's more than that. And progressive web apps, service worker, uh, mm-hmm. preloading, prefetching, all of those are all part of the performance culture that you slowly needs to start at least a conversation with your mm-hmm. team and with your company to learn about it and find a way to be part of it. And that, I think, is the most, the most important thing. Perfume is just like uh, something that you can use now And eventually, in three years, we're going to use something different. Cool. If
0: anyone wants to reach out to you, what's your preferred way of having them contact you with questions? Twitter.
5: All the time. I'm always on Twitter. Uh, It's my last name that Frosty knows how to spell it really well. Yeah,
0: at Zizamiya. Closer? Worse? Worse? That
5: was was my bad. It was better than the beginning. (laughs) God.
2: (laughs) So that was worse. I think that's what he was saying. Zizamiya. 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 I don't know, dude. I got I got
5: to practice. Yeah, my. DMs. you can find me on Twitter and uh, at at Zizamia. And uh, my three Zs, DMs, by the way, three Zs in there. Don't don't leave out the extra Z. My DMs are always open. So anyone that is listening can just like ask me a question, and eventually I will follow back. And I'm always happy to help
6: out. It's cool, man. Boom. <laughs> hey, are you working on a complex enterprise Angular application? Angular Bootcamp is an intensive three-day workshop class to learn the basics of Angular through sophisticated techniques for real-world applications. They update the class regularly for the most current Angular, and a lot of the curriculum is also relevant to older versions. Or you can go beyond the three-day class with help from Oasis Digital, the team behind Angular Bootcamp. They can assist your team or launch your project, including scalability, data flow, state management, service architecture, full-stack product design, and a ton more or you can contact them for a private class at your location or attend public classes in cities around the US and occasionally in Europe. Online live instructor training is also available at angularbootcamp.com. Let's move on to
0: the picks. Anyone wanna go first on, on, on their picks? I will go then. Okay, so I'm gonna pick Potion of Flying. So playing D&D this week and about to get murdered, about to get hobo-murdered. Like, it was about to be bad. And an army of 10 bugbears walked in for murder time. And I I got nervous. And my guy's so dumb. (laughs) Joe can tell you, my guy, it's so fun to play this dumb guy. He hurries and drinks a flying potion and then casts a bonfire underneath him and starts calling himself the Flying Viper. I just made it up on the fly. Anyway... Instead of getting murdered by 10 people, I got an army of 10 followers that helped. Oh, they followed you. Yeah. They followed you. Yeah, I I told them.
1: Okay, question, Joe. You're the DM, right?
3: Uh, Yep. yep.
0: How
1: does one decide that these bugbears, instead of murdering the flying idiot, they're going to follow him? Do you roll for that or?
3: The dice always decide.
1: Okay. I I don't,
3: I absolutely have no control over the game. Yeah, he
0: just says, all right, roll a persuasion check. And I roll a check. I roll the die to see if I was persuasive. Mm-hmm. And then he rolls a insight check on the bears to see if the bears, like, saw my, <laughs> my whatever. And if the rolls go good, they're like, oh, yeah. Um. And then, like, I let him eat the dead humans. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just take him to the other room. You don't want to freak out the other humans. <laughs> the other so-
3: humans will get scared. It was weird. I'll give you a, a little hint here. Right. Aaron, Aaron's plugging his ears and, and chanting, no, 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 while I tell you this. Sometimes the DM makes decisions that the dice don't lead to because it just ends up being a good story. Right. <laughs> so that happens sometimes.
1: Well, Aaron doesn't know. Don't, would,
3: don't, don't let him know. The
1: DM I would play with, she would just look at me and be like, no, I'm not <laughs> looking for that. Like she would just straight up be like, no. And I'm like, so I, I just appreciate it. You that. know,
3: I'm going to plug one, one more, uh, another podcast tomorrow. We are starting the very first recording for our D&D podcast. Oh. Right. Where we're we're talking about mechanics, right? And part of it is like how to be a DM and then things like this, right? We're gonna discuss topics like this. This is DM. When when somebody comes with a crazy idea, right? Like how do you adjudicate that as a DM? Right? Mm-hmm. One of the many things to discuss on the podcast. So Look for that. I don't even. I'm not even sure if we've got a name for. We don't think we have a name for it. But it'll be on DevChat TV. It's one of the Dev Chat TV. Potion oh. of flying. Call it potion yes. of flying. That's potion oh, of and flying. you totally
4: need to try and get Vin Diesel on there. That would be amazing. Uh, someday Diesel.
3: we're gonna get big enough. We're gonna have Vin Diesel come on as a guest. He's
4: like, does he game or something? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah he teaches uh, like actors he that he's on sets with like how to play D&D. It's D and D. It's fantastic.
3: It's called D and Diesel. Literally, that's the thing. D and Diesel. Yeah, it's a the real thing. <laughs> All right. I'm moving, I'm moving my second pick. My second
0: pick is there's a conference coming up in September. It's called RxJS Live. It's for the people out there that want to get better Rx. They want to get to know the RxJS community better. And so I'm, I'm picking RxJS Live. The, the speakers are announced. It's going to be fun. If you're one of the people that's like, Oi, oi, I should get bez at Rx, do it. It's going to be fun. All Drinks on me if you come. It'll be fun. So those are my picks. Any Who wants to go next?
4: I'll go next. So my pick is the uh, the get up dance, and most particularly the submission by um, Harvey Bass.
0: Okay, link will be in the show notes. Sweet.
5: Yeah, I'll oh, post wait. the link right now. How is the dance?
4: Have you heard the song the the get up? No, but now I want to. Okay, yeah, like oh, you will go down this rabbit hole. I was like deep in it the other night. It's fantastic, but so it's one of those things where like a song comes out and everybody like starts doing the dance and then submitting videos. Oh, like TikTok. Got it. Yeah. Well, yeah. TikTok is one of the platforms, but yeah.
2: Okay. All right.
0: Okay. We got the video on the show notes. What else, Jennifer?
4: Wait, I have to have more than one pick? (laughs) What?
0: No, no. You got one pick. Sorry. I just... (laughs) You Did you me. all
4: hear that?
1: How he, he got himself yep, out of yep. gym just then? That was excellent. Don't I, make me get up a murder
0: stick. So I
1: have a pick. I have a degree, as some people know, in psychology and one in web development. And so it's kind of been a passion of mine to combine the two. And I found a conference that actually does that. It's called Anxiety Tech. And they specialize mm-hmm. in talking about mental health in tech and technology. So that's cool. Yeah, so I've got a link to it, and uh, I'm going to be looking more into this conference, but I wanted to share it while it was still early to get tickets if anybody was interested. Actually, one of my speaking mentees will be speaking there.
4: Shut your face! You yes. know everyone! I'm a proud mama.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I would submit a talk called, delete your Twitter account. That would, <laughs> that would make your anxiety go down, because Twitter is insane. All right.
3: uh, Alyssa, anything else? That's all. All right. Jose, you raise your hand. All right. Very uh, touchy-feely pick here. Being a guide. I'm going to pick being a guide and not being a leader.
5: Ooh. Mm. Okay.
3: And I'm going to lay out. I'm going to take 20 seconds here and lay out the, under, the reason why if you think that what you want in your life is to be a leader, what you actually want is to be a guide. Guides get everything that we think leaders get, right? All Usually right. when we think of being a leader, we think of they're recognized, right? And everybody uh, appreciates them and they're, they're seen as an expert, right? That's not leaders. Guides, guides are appreciated. They went and, you know, you'll, you'll understand just by those words what those, the differences between those two things. You don't want to be a leader. The leader is the guy that, or a girl that everybody's like, oh, they're just all about themselves and propping themselves up. But the guide is something that everybody admires, wants to be like, appreciates in their life and talks about, all the time about how amazing that person is. And it has an impact on the world and the people around them. If you want to make an impact on the world, you want to be a guide, you don't want to be a leader. So that's my pick, being a guide, not being a leader. Okay, Brian? Let's go. Jeez,
2: I don't know if I can follow that. Just saying, uh, my, my name is Brian Love. <laughs> my name is Brian Love, that's it.
3: Pick Love, uh, pick Love.
2: <laughs> I could pick Love, I mean, there's nothing greater than Love, right? If you ever run um, for
3: office, that's your campaign model, right there. Uh, cool. let me, I'm
2: just going gonna, gonna to write that down right now. <laughs> so I have a, kind of a technical pick. I've uh, learned about this new project called Async Pipeline. I don't know if anybody's heard of it, but the idea is that you can use RxJS operators as pipes in Angular. Wow. Right? And do some logic, like not length and this kind of stuff. So I'll put a, a link in the show notes. Check it out. It looks like a pretty cool library. I haven't used it that much, but I've been kind of playing with it. and. Uh, I think it's cool. Cool. Leo. Yeah. Wow, you said my name correctly. Leo.
5: (laughs) Okay, I have one, a pick of a place that I'm going and a pick of a place that I'm helping. The place that I'm helping is the conference in Rome. That is October 7th. So I'm self-advertising my first conference that I'm building. Um, It's going to be in Rome October 7th. It's going to be a lot of great food. And there's going to be a lot of people that you might already recognize. And I hopefully, uh, I'm going to be still live after that conference. So that could be the end, of, or the end of everything or the start of everything. You choose. And uh, the, the place instead that I'm going, that I'm not organizing, is this beautiful GDG, uh, this beautiful death fest in South Italy, which is done mm. on the beach. Nice. So in South Italy, they decide instead of doing a place in a like an, in an hotel or in a, like a huge kind of like meeting room. They decide to actually rent half uh, of like a beach club for a whole week, and they're just gonna do the Dev Fest in a beach club for seven days. Where the, the uh, during the day uh, half of the day is gonna be a workshop, some kind of like tech activity, and the other half of the day you're just gonna go enjoy the beach and a nice cocktail and it's called DevFest Levante so I just put the link on the chat and uh, I'm going there for the first time this year I'm very excited to see a different type of conference a place that involves also beach <laughs> awesome
0: <laughs> yeah, that awesome. sounds awesome awesome well uh, everybody thanks for coming Leo thanks for being a guest and letting us uh, hammer a question at you and thanks for again your hard work on perfume, perfume.js I know it's not easy to open source something that popular so thanks for, for, for all Thank the you time for, you put in there it a pleasure and we Thank will we will see everybody next time
6: on the a new podcast peace peace bandwidth for this segment is provided by cashfly the world's fastest cdn deliver your content fast with cashfly visit cachefly.com to learn more